the pain of denying Jesus. Let's talk about it on today's edition of Renew Network Podcast. Are there some people in your life who you're tempted from time to time not to acknowledge knowing? Uh, Maybe some family members that drive you crazy. Maybe some friends that you're still friends with that would not be acceptable to your wider friendship network. And so you maybe uh, downplay how close you are to that person because uh, you don't necessarily want to be connected to them in a public way. Um, I think we've all had people in our lives that are a little hard to uh, get on board with in the sense of really saying, yeah, I'm, I'm super good friends with that person or that person's in my life. And, and sometimes we are tempted to uh, deny our involvement in certain people's lives because of how those people might be perceived by others. Um, in the uh, passage that we're going to be reading today, one of Jesus' closest friends on this earth, one of his dear disciples, uh, a warrior in the trench of kingdom ministry who spent the duration of Jesus' three years of ministry on this earth, following him every place he went, supporting him and encouraging him, fighting for him, uh, came to a a very important place of decision where, uh, as Jesus was being arrested and Um, As his journey was moving toward the cross, he was faced with owning up to his relationship with Jesus in a public way when he was being identified uh, as one of Jesus' disciples. And um, And he tried to excuse himself from ever knowing Jesus. And that person is Peter. And today we're going to read his story Uh, As we go on in Luke chapter 22, today we're going to be in verses 54 through 62. Uh, These are, this is a powerful account, and I think it should give us all reason to pause and evaluate our own hearts and to look real close at the places in which we are tempted to shrink back uh, from um, proclaiming our connection to Jesus, to shrink back from owning up to being his friends. Um, because we're faced with the same temptation to deny Jesus that Peter was faced with. And uh, our denials may often be more subtle, uh, but they're no less painful and they're no less impactful uh, because they speak to our true heart. If your heart is committed to someone, you want to announce it to the world. If your heart is committed to a a person or a group of people that you care about, uh, you don't shrink back from that. You announce it. You stand firm in that commitment. And how often we're tempted to waver in our public commitment to Jesus, in our profession of faith in Jesus when push comes to shove. All right, my friends. Well, before we get into the text this morning, let's go before the author. Heavenly Father, uh, it is our firm belief that you are um, behind every word of these scriptures. You are author. You are inspiration. You are the power working through the word to bring conviction and transformation into our lives. And Lord, today I pray that you would work through your word in a powerful way Uh, Lord, some of us uh, will experience conviction today as we read your word because we are tempted like Peter was to deny you. Some of us will uh, 
be moved um, and, and broken by your word today because we see our own actions in Peter's. And Father, we pray that as we go into this text today, you would speak mightily through it into each of our lives, and you would direct your spirit uh, to bring to light anything within us that needs to be challenged, encouraged, uh, or pushed on a little bit. And so, Father, we thank you for your word today. I thank you for its instruction. And we ask, Jesus, that you would guide us through it in a way that would be productive and fruitful, uh, growing us to be more like Jesus, the one that we love, the one that we proclaim today and always. And we ask all these things in his mighty name. Amen. All right, this is Luke twenty-two fifty-four through 62. Then, seizing him, they led him away and took him into the house of the high priest, Peter followed at a distance. And when some there had kindled fire in the middle of the courtyard and had sat down together, Peter sat down with them. A servant girl saw him seated there in the firelight. She looked closely at him and said, This man was with him. But he denied it. Woman, I don't know him, he said. A little later, someone else saw him and said, You also are one of them. Man, I am not, Peter replied. About an hour later, another asserted, Certainly this fellow was with him, for he is a Galilean. Peter replied, Man, I don't know what you're talking about. Just as he was speaking, the rooster crowed. The Lord turned and looked straight at Peter. Then Peter remembered the word. The Lord had spoken to him. Before the rooster crows today, you will disown me three times. And he went outside and wept bitterly. This is an emotional account. It moves my heart deeply, and it harkens back to Jesus' words to Peter in Luke 22, uh, 33 um, through 34, where Jesus said, um, where Jesus challenged Peter, uh, and Peter said, Lord, I'm ready to go with you to prison and to death. And Jesus answered him, I tell you, Peter, before the rooster crows today, you will deny me three times that you knew me. And that is exactly what happens here in verses 54 through 62. It's interesting to read this account. Jesus is being led away uh, after his arrest. He's being taken to the home of the high priest. And uh, Luke tells us, and this is such an interesting um, insight, Luke tells us that Peter followed at a distance now, I think there are a lot of believers today who are following Jesus at a distance. They've reckoned their hearts with their need for his saving grace. They've acknowledged it. Perhaps they've even been baptized in publicly in their community of faith. They've made a public faith profession. They've said, Jesus, I, I welcome you into my heart and life as Savior and Lord. But in reality, in a very public sense, they're following him at a distance. When push comes to shove in their workplace, their neighborhoods, their families, uh, the places where it really counts, uh, they're tempted to shrink back from their commitment to Jesus. Uh, And that means they're following him at a distance. There are times when I'm guilty of following him at a distance too, where for whatever reason, an opportunity to witness to him and for him presents itself, and I don't uh, gladly enter it. Uh, but I shrink back, and I soft sell, and I back down. And so the scene is, they're outside the house of the high priest, and someone has made a fire in the courtyard, and everyone is kind of gathering together. 
I wonder who this little crowd assembling was, these curious parties that were there uh, warming themselves around the fire. And as Peter sat down with them, we're told by Luke that a servant girl uh, noticed him. She's kind of sizing him up and she says, hey, this guy was with Jesus, but he denied it, said, I don't know him. And then a little later, someone else saw him and said, you're one of them. And Peter denied it again. And then it Luke says about an hour later, someone else recognized him as uh, um, being with Jesus and even noticed that he was a Galilean. And Peter says, I don't know what you're talking about. And the moment he uttered his third denial, the rooster crowed, Luke tells us. I imagine in that moment, hearing that rooster crow, Peter's mind went back to the upper room when Jesus Uh, spoke those words to Peter when he had made such a firm affirmation of his commitment and he had made such a strong proclamation that he was ready to go to prison and to death for Jesus. And here he is uh, when being confronted with his connection to Christ, denying it altogether. And uh, it says that Peter reflected on those words of Jesus before the rooster crows today, you will disown me three times. And what does Luke tell us? Luke tells us that it broke Peter's heart (laughs) to realize Jesus was correct. And Luke tells us he wept bitterly. I'm actually crying today uh, thinking about this for myself. Thinking about the many, many times when I have denied Jesus. Way more than three. And when I have failed to take a strong stand for him. And I hope that it moves your heart too, my brothers and sisters, when you think about the many ways in which you also have denied him, the many ways in which you have disowned him, the many ways in which you have shrunk back from taking a public stand for him, when you too have, like Peter, followed him at a distance. Now I'm convicted today and I'm moved in my heart, I'm brokenhearted at my own denials, and I want more and more Uh, to take a strong stand for Jesus uh, in every possible way, at every possible time, and less and less to shrink back from uh, publicly owning my, uh, my association with Jesus. I am his disciple. I am a follower of Christ. I am a sinner saved by grace. I am a person who's been healed by the mercy of God. I have a story to tell. I have a message to give to the world. And I, I owe it to Jesus because I love him <laughs> to take a strong stand for him in this world. And you owe it to Jesus because you love him in response to his outpouring of love to you to take a strong stand for him as well. May we do so, my friends, with spirit-empowered boldness. And may we do so in real ways that connect with people in their real lives as they express their real pain and as we bring the real hope of the gospel of Jesus Christ to them. All right, my friends, thank you so much for taking time out of your day to study. And I pray that these words would continue to inspire you as you consider them today. God bless.